0: welcome to the perspectives with katherine toon podcast
1: all right everybody uh welcome to perspectives with katherine toon this is katherine toon and i am so thrilled to have One of my buddies, I love her so much, and we kind of met relatively recently, and it's one of those things where you feel like you've had a friend that you've known forever and you just met, (laughs) and her name is Alana Palm, and she is the founder of Wake Up Joyful. Isn't that, that just makes me happy just to say that, Uh, and let me introduce you a little bit to Alana. Let me just say hi before I give you your bio. Hi, Alana. Hi, Alana. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. It's <laughs> so much fun to, to do that. Now, Alana, you live in Toronto. So, uh wow, that's a, I love Toronto. That is such a beautiful city. Uh so I'm so happy we're bridging um the international gap here. Isn't that fun? So <laughs> Yeah. So, um, let me introduce you a little bit to who Alana is. Um, Alana is a Christ-centered cognitive behavioral therapy coach. That's just impressive right there. It's got four (laughs) things. That's wonderful. Who specializes in helping women get rooted in their true identity in Christ um, through their own journey of uh, through her own journey of pain, Alana was given a gift of helping other women to heal past pain and hurt and do negative subconscious beliefs and overcome the lies they have believed for years. Through her signature program, the Set Free Academy, Alana helps women stand on their own. Uh, eternal worth and value, experience God's love and peace in all circumstances, and live in the freedom that comes from choosing to trust and surrender to his perfect will. Wow, I want to sign up. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome, Alana. I, we have such a similar uh, testimony, uh, overlapping testimony, and overlapping mission. Uh, and of course, we just love women and just love people. But Alana, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of some of your story uh, so people can get to know you. They need to get to know you.
0: Sure, thank you, yeah, absolutely. So I'll kind of go back and sort of touch on some of the things at the beginning to set it up to where God eventually kind of grabbed hold of me. So basically, as a child, I experienced some abuse and some trauma, and I grew up really not liking myself, and that's an understatement I, I didn't think that I was worth much. I didn't think that I should be alive. And because of the words that were spoken over me, I had this belief system. So when I was 12 years old, I began planning my suicide. And I didn't know any better other than that little world around me. And I didn't know God. And so when I was 16, I attempted suicide. And I was in the hospital for a few days, and they set me up with a counselor who was the first person to help me see that those belief systems that I had were absolutely not true. They were just poured into me. So that began my journey of healing. And I think in different ways I searched for God, but I was raised in the Catholic Church, and I never had a relationship with him. So... I didn't even know what that was like. I knew that you got to go to a priest and that he had a relationship with God, but I didn't know you could have a personal relationship with him. So I kind of got into this phase in my life between age sort of 20 to 30 where I explored all sorts of things. Um, basically, anything that I felt would meet the need that I had inside this deep need, and really this deep void, this deep hole inside me that I wanted to be loved. I wanted to love myself. I didn't know how, so I tried different religions. I tried, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex, everything to feel that love, and nothing, nothing worked. I mean, it would work in the moment for a little bit, but it wasn't lasting. So when I was twenty nine. I was teach I'm a teacher as well I teach grade 5 right now and I <laughs> yeah it's so fun and it's a part-time job at the moment so I can work on my ministry as well but at the time I was working a full-time job and I had this wonderful woman who I worked with who was kind of mentoring me and teaching me in my first year of teaching here in Canada and she ended up now this at this point in time I was really into the new age religion so I was all about putting out positive, getting positive back. And, and that was working. Like I had this magical thinking down to an art. I was like, if I'm positive, everything good is going to happen to me. Money's going to show up on my doorstep, right? That kind of thing. Right. Firmly believed it. <laughs> so all of a sudden, when life was going so well, and I thought I had it all figured out, this teaching partner, and we shared a grade six class together at the time, she was killed in a murder-suicide. Wow. And... It was awful. It was awful on so many levels because I cared so much about her. Another teacher at our school was shot as well in the process of this ex-boyfriend kind of coming after her and this new man she was seeing at the school. And and I was responsible in a way for basically helping these grade sixes go through the process of dealing with this situation because it was all over the news. It's not something that happens in Ontario, Canada. Like you just don't hear about this kind of thing very often. And, and so it, it wrecked me. It wrecked me because it changed my whole worldview. It shattered my belief system around putting out positive and having positive come back. It wasn't working anymore. So knew this girl at school, not very well, but I knew she went to church. So I said, you know, is there any way like I am struggling right now? Can you take me to church? So literally a week after the murder suicide happened, I was at the church. I still go to today. And this was 12 years ago. And I sat in that church and I was blown away by the way that they explained the gospel message, Mm. the music and the drama. And I mean, they had so many arts involved and their mission is to reach seekers. So I was that person who it was perfect for. So I sat in that church and I listened and it's funny because about 11 months after I started going there, I gave my life to the Lord. And it's funny because before that 11th month, 11 month date, I don't remember my pastor talking about Jesus once. I just wasn't ready to hear about Jesus, but I heard about the life application part of it And I was like, this is amazing. And then one day it clicked and I heard him talk about Jesus. And I joke with him sometimes because like, you know, he talked about Jesus every Sunday. I just didn't hear it because I wasn't ready. Right. And so I guess they say, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Right. Absolutely. So. So, yeah. And I mean, things were going well. I got married. I had a little girl. I had a full life. Everything in my life was going really well. Except when I had my daughter, I went through this awful period of postpartum anxiety, which I didn't even know existed. I didn't know what it was. So I was diagnosed and then kind of was going through the process of dealing with it. And I think a lot of it went back to my own childhood. So it gave me an opportunity. God, you know, it's funny. I wasn't going to have kids because I was afraid that I wouldn't be a good mother because of my past. And I didn't want to pass on any of that to my child. Right. So when I had her, I was so stressed about being perfect and doing all the right things and having it all organized and not messing anything up. And I wasn't relying on God as much. I was relying on myself. And I just got out of this phase of really leaning into him because I thought I could do it in my own strength. And that's where the problem started, because as I was going through this, I had a vocal instructor who was going through this personal development company that sounded wonderful, And so she asked me if I wanted to come and join. And so I went, my husband and I went, and we thought it was this this really cool opportunity. They were teaching us all of this mindset stuff and things that I'd learned a little bit about, but they went a lot deeper into it. So I ended up going to the next level, and so did my husband. We went at separate times. And long story short, after being in this group for about a year and a half, I realized by the end of it that I didn't know who I was anymore. I had been taken under the wing of the leader, the mentor was a woman. And I thought she was amazing. I thought she was a Mm -hmm. strong Christian woman. I felt so blessed that she was teaching me and mentoring me. But what I didn't realize was happening was that she was very narcissistic, and she was breaking me down and building me back up over and over again, into really who she wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that the group was more of a cult than it was a healthy personal development group. There are healthy groups out there, but this group, you know, when I got out of it, I went through deprogramming therapy. I was seeing three therapists at one time and I literally didn't know who I was. Like I, my identity was wrapped up in the group, in their mission, in everything they stood for. And in this mentor in who she told me I needed to be, to be successful.
1: Right. right. If
0: I wanted to be this woman that I dreamed of being who was confident and could, you know, live out her purpose, then I needed to listen to what she said. And right. that was an awful place to be, because, again, like I put a human being's opinion in the place of God's.
1: Yeah, it can. Happen. Sure. Part, yeah. part of me. It can totally happen and it happens way too much. Absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no,
0: it it does. And I think, you know, I didn't realize what was happening to me the whole time. I didn't realize like, that I was being torn down so much to like stripped down to nothing. Mm-hmm. So when I got out of the group, I went through a huge depression, I knew I needed to get out. I finally realized, actually, <laughs> I didn't realize on my own, I had two wonderful angel friends who decided on my recommendation to come to one of the weeks away. Mm-hmm. And they were terrified. And they're like, what is this this is a cult and they were so scared they came back to my pastor and told him i was in a cult and said you have to rescue her and they there was this whole thing around it and they really helped open my eyes to what was going on and i i thought i was a pretty educated intelligent woman right. and i had no
1: idea what was happening and so right. lot i had a great times you get you kind of get sucked in slowly it's not like the warning signals come in like ding, ding, ding. And right when you start. So you're like, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. But, uh, it kind of preys on insecurities it preys on dependence on other people. We're looking to people instead of directly to God, all of that. And, um, and so, yeah, so that's really, that, that can really happen for intelligent people, but a lot of times preys on the insecurities and brokenness that, um, that people do have. And if you were brought up in a narcissistic home, that feels normal to you. You're kind of programmed. Yeah.
0: And that was part of the thing, right? Is that I didn't realize that I was raised in that kind of a home, right? It took that situation to break me down to the point where I needed so much help that I was just completely surrendered to whatever God had for me. And I had this journey of growing closer to him, but it was disguised, you know, and I think this happens in a lot of abusive relationships, whether it's a friendship or a mentorship or an intimate relationship, where the person convinces you that, you know, I'm only doing this because I love you. You know, I love you enough to tell you the truth and, you know, I don't want you to keep being this way because it's not good for you. Right. And so I believe the lies and that's the thing is, you know, the enemy comes disguised as an angel of light. And sometimes we don't know, we can't differentiate the truth from the lies because it's so close sometimes. And that was, I think if I was more rooted in God, Mm -hmm. I would have been able to recognize more right. what was happening but it kind of bordered on that new age and I wasn't rooted in him so I didn't recognize it sooner right I didn't have the discernment mm-hmm. until I got out and started undoing what had been done and right. the beautiful part of it was god used that situation to bring me to a point where I just relied on him 100%. And I cried out to him every day as I literally sat in a dark room in the middle of beautiful summer in Canada, which we wait, you know, all year for. Right. <laughs> and I'm in a dark room with the curtains closed, trying to figure out what happened to me and just not understanding and asking God and reading my Bible. And finally, he revealed to me that. What I what I needed to do was really have my identity rooted in him. And I didn't really know what that meant. So I went on a journey of figuring out what is my identity in Christ and how do I know what it is? And then the journey went into what's my worth and value in him instead of what the world says about me, because at that point, I was still more interested in what other people thought of me than what God thought of me. And so I based my opinion of myself on other people. So this group thought I was great. I felt great. This group didn't, I didn't feel good. And this was part of the problem too, is I was seeking my validation in what other people thought of me, which was another reason why losing that group of people was hard because they seemingly loved me. And I, I was like, well, who am I now if people don't love me? And then I realized, It's about what God says and thinks about me and my worth and value and identity are in him. And once I built that firm foundation, it literally changed everything.
1: Absolutely. How did you go about building that foundation? Because, uh, you know, there are people, this is such a, an issue for us as human beings, where we set other people and other things as kind of uh, idols to confirm to us who we are and our worth and value and the fact that we're, uh, lovable and worthy of love. And so that has to be torn down and it's excruciatingly painful. Um, but in the place that needs to be done because God needs to build it up on in, in him and who he is as love and us created in his image and likeness. So, um, so how did you go about, did, was this just a, you, you sort of disconnected and you um, retreated to your dark room? <laughs> how does that work for you practically?
0: Well, part of it was like sifting through at that point, what was reality and what wasn't because I had convinced myself of a reality. So it was what is real? What is truth? And God is truth. God is love. So kind of bringing everything back to the word and everything I'd experienced in the cult, I needed to kind of tease it out and go, what, what are these things are actually helpful? Because personal right. development, self-improvement can be very helpful right. when it's run by a healthy you know mentor healthy leader right and so i sifted through and i figured out what aligned with the bible which i think is so important because anything we think anything we say anything we do if we can go back to the bible and say you know what does god say about this mm-hmm. that is crucial because when we know what he says we know that we're standing on truth right mm-hmm.
1: exactly yeah. and, and i and there's also part where Kind of in your inner man, like in your deep, deep inside, you, you kind of know and what happens when you're kind of seduced in these things where there's mixture. So part of it sounds right until we get to another part and we can't quite tease out what's that was good and then that was not good, but what's what and there's massive confusion and, you know, and, 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 um, and so um, there is a place with that where we kind of over where what happens is, is our inner sort of truthometer, our inner um, self that says that's right and that's wrong, that's good, that's bad. That gets overridden so much, we learn not to trust ourselves and that needs to be built up again. Um, I know for me in in one of those situations too, the Lord literally had to like corral me out of the situation um, mm-hmm. because, and I knew I was supposed to, I just was so entangled that he literally had to just, no, we're going, nope, we're going this way. We're going this way. And it took uh, me in that grappling process as he was leading me out to struggle with everything that came up. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I don't want to. Miss God because apparently this person is the only one that can sort of connect me with my future and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, and in that process, you start to learn, you start to get rebuilt in your ability to say, um, you know, to, to discern uh, things that actually good is actually good. And this is not good, but I'm being told it's good. So it must be good. So I've got to override my internal compass. And so God is able to reestablish that as you start to get rooted and grounded in his words. I, I so appreciate that. So tell us how everything went from there. This is such a, an amazing testimony.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, God has done amazing things. Like wh- one thing that was so crucial, too, was that I, I got to a point where I chose to be really vulnerable and authentic about what was going on. I, was, I had a lot of shame around it that I wanted to just hold close to me. I didn't want to tell people what I had been through. I was in a lot of confusion and I i was scared that people were going to judge me or leave me. And so one thing I did was I chose to just be vulnerable about it to a select group of people who I felt were safe and I felt could support me and pray for me. So I had this amazing community of people around me because I chose to be real with them and say, you know what? I don't have it all together. I'm struggling. I don't know how to make it through this. I know I have God, but I need some support. So I literally had 10 friends on speed dial that I would just text sometimes five at a time and say, can you just pray for me? Or can you just send me a scripture to encourage me? Because I needed, I think God creates, you know, he creates us to be in community. Right. And so having those people, made a huge difference. In a, and they always, the beautiful part about these people is they always pointed me to God. Every single time I reached out to them, they'd pray for me, they'd send a scripture, they'd be like, don't worry, God is there with you. He's going to take you through this. And and I knew, in my in my spirit, I knew that, because I've been through this before, that right. even in the worst circumstance, he was going to bring something good out of it. Right. And I believed that so strongly, which I think is so powerful. One thing I believe so strongly is that, when we lean into him, he will show us the path. He will bring good. He will work everything together for good. And even when we're in those times of suffering where I honestly couldn't see straight, I cried every day. I didn't know what was going on. And I I had no idea what he was going to do with all of that. But eventually he started revealing to me what I was going to do with my experiences in life and all of the stuff I'd been through. He brought me to a place of being 100% confident in who I was, courageous enough to share vulnerably and be authentic about the real deal, what's really going on inside, even the shame, the guilt, all of that. And I was able to create this program which is called the set free Academy, which now I take women through. And it's really about, you know, identity and worth in him. And what is God's love? How do we experience it and then love ourselves the way he loves us and then be able to share that with others. And how do we navigate the storms of life? How do we navigate difficult relationships and have healthy boundaries and communicate with people? And then what's our purpose? Like what does he have us here on this earth for? Because I believe he's given us all a unique purpose. And then, How do we actually choose to completely surrender to him to believe wholeheartedly that we can trust him, that his promises are true, that he's our protection and our provision. And so this whole program goes through this process of we're already set free. However, it really sets us free from our own belief systems that have Mm -hmm. historically maybe held us back from having that deep connected relationship with him.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. And one of the things that I think is particularly amazing as well uh, that's so great about your story is that in your kind of the uh, abusiveness of kind of what you went through as you connected with this initial program, uh, you also found healing in community. And, I, and, and what's so great is you need a place where you can be vulnerable, but it's not there, that does require some discernment because not everybody is safe, right? Clearly. Um, but you were able to uh, gain healing from the, a community. Uh, and sometimes I think people um, completely retreat out of community because they've been hurt in community and, um, and they're trying to go it alone, just me and Jesus. And I think there's a period of time where you need the you and Jesus, but it needs to go back into community in some form. There needs to be some people that you do that. And I, I love the way that you, um, you kind of set that up. Now, is your program, is it an online program? Uh, what What is your program?
0: Yeah, it's partly online. So there's an online portion. There are seven modules that the ladies go through and they go through a lot of lessons, a lot of experiential activities and exercises that really are all based in the Bible with the element of cognitive behavioral therapy as well. So women who've experienced a lot of pain and trauma can go through this process. And in addition to that, they can either come through a mentorship track where they do one-on-one coaching with me, or they can be in the group program, which is a group coaching program. So in addition, I really like to be hands-on because I think, again, for me, having that safe group of people or a safe person is so important. And a lot of the women I work with, they struggle with trust, they've never found that safe person. So I like to be that safe place for them. So hopefully that belief system can shift for them, they can see that they can be vulnerable and open about who they really are, and then take that into their life. So it encompasses an online and you know, a, a live coaching component.
1: Wow. And this is over uh, now there's seven modules. Is that like a, a module a week? Or how do you is there a, it's, Is it paced? Or is it self paced? Or is, how does that work?
0: Yeah, it's partly self-paced, but they get a module released every month for -hmm. those seven months. And then the last, so it's a one year program, because really, I've noticed as I've worked with clients in this program, it used to be shorter, but then all the clients I worked with wanted to continue working together afterwards. So I ended up making it a longer program, because again, to develop that deep relationship and kind of get to where you want to be, you're you're basically recreating your habits, you're changing your neural pathways. So I felt like The support was what they really wanted ongoing. So I made it a 12 month program, which the ladies are loving. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful way to have relationship with somebody, but also constantly be pointing them toward the Lord, because it's not really about me. I facilitate these things, but, but God is the one that they're always going back to who they are in Christ, who, what their identity is, that foundation that they're building their life on like mine was built on sand, which I thought it was built on rock, but it wasn't. So I helped these ladies do what I've now learned to do, which is build the foundation on the rock of who God is.
1: Wow. And that's great. And so now you have other, um, other uh, materials as well, correct? So uh, um, what other things are you doing? Are you offering? Um, People are hearing your story and just, um, just the fruit of that uh there's so much that that we need to connect with you to be able to receive so
0: y'all I'd love to connect with the ladies watching for sure listening into the podcast that would be wonderful so they can go to my website wakeupjoyful.com and basically on there they'll find a ton of free resources I have a whole bunch of guidebooks on all sorts of different topics right a lot of surrounding what I've talked about and then things like you know how do you forgive how do you let go and move forward when you don't have closure? So those ki- And even communication techniques. How do you have a conversation with someone when it's really difficult to talk about things with them, right? So if someone goes to the website, they will find a free resources section. They can also contact me through there. I also host a free five-day intensive every two or three months in my private Facebook group, which is called Confident Courageous Christian Women. And again, there's a link to that on the website, wakeupjoyful.com. So that's kind of what I have going on on a regular basis.
1: That's really exciting. Now, I know you're also, work, we also were working together on, in your masterclass. Tell us about your masterclass. Yeah, so I, I just... You know, I felt like I
0: wanted to bless other women who are maybe going through that tough time. So I created a masterclass series called Rooted in God's Love, because really, it all comes down to being rooted in God's love. So we have 20 plus speakers at the moment who are sharing on all sorts of different topics about being rooted in God's love. And you are obviously one of my masterclass series guests, which I'm so excited. And you've been able to talk about, you know, your book Marked by Love and all the beautiful information in there about how we. Are actually marked by love, right? And being rooted in God's love is a huge part of being able to live that abundant life and really have the joy and the peace that comes from Him. So, thank you so much for being a guest on there. And that will be all the other speakers, right?
1: Twenty (laughs) plus, woohoo!
0: Yeah, we got some some great speakers. All have different, really cool stories of you know, life circumstances and how they've been able to overcome with him. And even like the cognitive neuropsychology, right. And how that plays into being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, yeah, so there's also a link to that on the website, wakeupjoyful.com. So they can tune into that or watch it depending on when they're tuning in. So it's, um, it's going to just be beautiful example of, you know, people sharing their story of what God's done in their life.
1: Wow. That is so amazing. Now, if people want to <clears throat> connect with you for may- maybe they're like, wow, these courses are great. And the masterclass is incredible. Um, I've, I've downloaded these free resources, but I really need some coaching. Do, are you, are you doing individual coaching? You said you kind of alluded to that. So,
0: yeah. So on the website, they can actually go to a section called work with me And they can book a call with me if they want to book a set free strategy session to just chat about the program and see if it's the right fit for them. And then so they could do that. They can also read a whole bunch of information on the website about what's involved in the program. And then if they feel like it's the right next step for them on their journey with the Lord, then they can reach out to me. And there are multiple ways to kind of reach out on the website. So I would love to hear from them if they if they feel that that extra support is something that they would like as their kind of journey to grow closer to God.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so great. That is so great. Well, Alana, this has been so much fun. You are a gem. I'm so excited with what you're doing. What a, what a gorgeous testimony of just all the different journeys you've had. And it has been rugged, Right. And you are just a champion, and you're coming out the other end so gorgeous and so powerful and um, and 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 such a a blessing and powerhouse for other women in their journey and that's just a gift i I'm, I'm so happy to have you as a friend and cohort and doing what we do uh, thank you so much for joining me I'm going to put all the resources uh, in the information so you know how to contact Alana and all her um, just the things that she's offering and i am assuming uh there's more things in the works are you planning any additional things kind of out there to kind of give us a heads up and Mm -hmm. looking for things in the future
0: I feel like I'm always creating something I'm always looking at what's the need and how can I help meet that need so yeah I mean there are always new guidebooks coming up and new features and new intensive so yeah I mean everything will be housed on the website so anything new I put out there will definitely be on there so yeah.
1: Yeah, that is so great. Well, definitely connect with Alana. And then also, you know, I've been tracking with the ladies in your, in your Facebook group who are just powerful, precious women on the journey, which is so beautiful. I love seeing uh, powerhouse women helping other women. It's it's the, way, it's the way the body of Christ is supposed to be, right? So, well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, you are a gift and I love you.
0: So are you and I love you too. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's keep in touch. I'd like, love to have you on another time.
0: For sure. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you so
1: much. Uh, everyone, I will post all the information in the uh, text below the podcast and stay tuned for uh, more things. Thank you for joining us. We have a great time.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Katherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.